At the Joy of Learning podcast, I really would like to take a moment to wish every one of our listeners happy holidays. Welcome to season two of the Joy of Learning podcast. We are at a critical moment in our nation. With COVID-19 cases increasing, there are challenges Americans are facing every day. These challenges range from hospitalization of loved ones to political uncertainty, unemployment, workforce shifts, and schools and daycares closing, and so much more. This is certainly difficult. With this season, I hope to shine moments of joy to assist you in navigating the unfamiliar territory of 2020 into 2021. In this season, you will gain insight on workforce development, the importance of technical skills and soft skills, motherhood and work, mentorship and coaching, advocating for health education, and so much more. Not to mention the daily check-ins with educators. Stay tuned and subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you stream your podcasts. It was a pleasure to speak with Francis Johnson. Francis Johnson is a civil servant in the United States Air Force. She is a wife and mother of three beautiful children. We discuss navigating the thralls of a recent promotion, closed schools and daycares, and how to advocate for self in the workplace. This is definitely a great lesson for our working mothers and those striving to find light at the end of the tunnel. So welcome to the Joy of Learning podcast. I am so excited to have Frances Johnson with us. Oh, and we have another special guest. It is her daughter, who is Taylor. And her birthday, I believe, was maybe a few days ago? Yesterday. Oh, it was yesterday. Yes. Happy first birthday, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yes. <laughs> and how fitting to have her on here with us, especially since we are discussing COVID-19, motherhood and also working right mm -hmm. and we know that um this past year has been an incredible challenge however let, let's get to some current events right and yes. so yesterday we had a, a monumental day where we yes. had president elect and also a vice president elect so yes nevertheless there's some excitement would you agree Listen, I said, you know, it's so funny. The United States held out to give that gift to my tailor on her first birthday. I took it personal. I yes. said, look at this, showing her what she can be and all the things she can do on her first birthday. It yes. was wonderful. Yes. One yes, man. Yes. It was very exciting <laughs> and it was great mm -hmm. to be able to witness and see. History has been made by just yes. how many people, the sheer amount of people that have come out and voted. So yes. right there, history, that's history right there. Oh, right there. yes. Yes. And then to have the first woman of color as vice president, black woman, and also representing Asian um, or Asian Americans too. Yes. Um, and so th that's been pretty um, incredible. So yes, I was so proud of all of the voters who showed up and showed out. I said, man, and you know, it was, it was these kids, you know. It, it was these kids. These kids aren't going to take no mess. They're standing up for their rights and they're demanding all their things. And mm -hmm. all of these 
young ones, first time voters, these mm. brand new, just turned 18 years old this year in time, couldn't yes. wait to vote. I'm super proud of them. Whichever way they voted, I was super proud of them. Yes, yes, for sure. Again, exercising our right as mm -hmm. US citizens, right? American citizens, yes. and that's what we laud. And this is our democracy and we have a voice. That's the beautiful thing about yes. America. And so and yes. that's what we speak about. So yes, nevertheless, and so in the meantime, I, I just, again, I've been discussing COVID-19 um, motherhood and working because we know right now a lot of mothers are leaving the workforce because yeah. of the challenges that they are facing. And so mm -hmm. in the midst of those challenges, they're estimating that three out of four women are considering leaving their work or their profession. Mm -hmm. And so tell me, how have you been able to navigate the challenges of being a mother and also working? Well, you know, I um, currently, well, in the middle of this pandemic, I took a promotion. I was current. I was previously working for the Ninth SOS um, Squadron as their secretary, and then I decided to, you know, accept a promotion to work for the wing as the wing secretary. So, thank you. So that's where I am now, and it was a bit of a challenge transitioning because I'd been with the Ninth for so long. Okay. So that was my family, and so we all we took care of each other like a family. So. I mean, I worked up until two, two days, the week before I had her uh -huh. with them. And, um, you know, if there was anything I needed, I needed to be out for my children, for my husband, whatever. Mm -hmm. There was never even a second thought, a second question. Yes. And then to transition into a new position, you have to kind of build that rapport. And, and then COVID made it just yeah. up in the air strange. And in my office where I am now, I'm the only one there who has children in school age as well mm -hmm. as a baby i'm the only one everyone else you know one other individual has a child but that child is a baby so mm -hmm. you know and and spends most of this time with daycare stuff like that yes. and um and then another person in the office has children but they're teenage children you yes. know senior and graduated already so they weren't worried about it at all and then you know i have another person who's spouse stays home with the children so yes. they weren't concerned about it but here i am i'm the one working with my kids my husband works full-time as well as the service member and no one was thinking miss j may have some concerns or some things that she may need to navigate because she's got kids from 15 to one year old yes so for me i had to advocate for myself in that situation and just be like there's going to be situations where i'm going to not be here it's COVID and you know, with the kids, the kids here in New Mexico just started going to their uh, hybrid schedule um, mm -hmm. two weeks, three weeks ago. Okay, so. And the, their hybrid schedule is you go to class Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, no one's in class. And then you're off Thursday, Friday, you do your wow. online learning or you can be off Monday, Tuesday, everyone's off Wednesday or hybrid or um, Tuesday, hybrid on Wednesday and then in class on Thursday, Friday. So my children, they do Thursday and Friday because everyone wanted their kids to go on Monday, Tuesday. And I was just like, wow. Well, okay. Of course you're making those decisions. So yeah. And yeah. But for like to navigate because of COVID, they don't provide bus service. I live off of the base. The school is off of the base. My husband and I work on the base. So we had to be able to adjust our schedules to say, we have to take the children to school, pick the children up from school. They get out of school at 2, 33 o'clock, mm. you know, duty day is what, 7.30 to 
four thirty. Entire day. We had to advocate for ourselves. Like, hey, we primary primary focus our family and our household mm-hmm. above this mission. We we want to make sure we can get the mission done, but we gotta navigate we to this be able COVID to take thing care. first. Yes, mm-hmm. we have some responsibilities. And we have to, Yes, and, and that's and, and I feel like that's what at least what COVID nineteen is exposing, right? So it, it yes. exposes some of the vulnerabilities that are in our society. Yes, right in regards to child yes. and also when we're thinking education. Oh. I mean, and maybe even yes. when we're thinking about our work schedule and what could work versus what doesn't work, or how we can become more flexible, yes. right? Yes. Because absolutely, there's still offices that are completely teleworking only. They are not in the office at all. And so you can have it. Yes. <laughs> you can have it, Taylor. Here we go. Can you hear me? Look, look at bargaining as mothers. We're bargaining, right? Like, okay. Yes. See, sometimes you have to just decide that it's okay. You just yes. gotta have it. So, um, yeah, she, uh, I mean, we had to just decide you know, what can we do? What days can we stay home? What days can we be in the office based off of the COVID restrictions as far as our children having to go to school? That's what we had to do. And that's a lot. Some days it was like, I need to be in the office for this thing. Or some days it was like, forget it. Forget it. I'm going to be there. I have to be at home. I need to do what I have to do for my children. I have to do what I have to do for my family. And you guys are going to have to just adjust. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you. And man, and just, so that's where we are. Yeah. There, I mean, it just points to, first of all, different expectations, right? So in some companies, mm-hmm. you think about a Microsoft right now, they're allowing their employees to work remotely for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different companies mm-hmm. that are saying, hey, we see how these circumstances have developed and here's the flexibility. Yeah. But then you speak to advocacy and advocating for yourself, even in a workplace. And a lot yeah. of times, uh, many times we're like, okay, if I just do, or we just push through this and, and that's about it without actually speaking to those who we work with and being vulnerable and saying, hey, we, this is what we have to do. We need this assistance, right? So I had to have a, a, a strong conversation, like, because, you know, um, it was summer and the kids were, and then once the talk started going about kids going back to school, you know, kind of sitting back, like, you all realize I'm the only person in this room that is in this situation. And we've never had this conversation. We have to have this conversation because there are things that I'm going to need. And there are things I'm going to need to be doing in order to support you and still feel like I'm able to do what I need to do as a mother. Yes. But the conversation was ahead and wasn't even their fault. They just wasn't thinking about it because they're not in my situation. And so I just, I felt comfortable enough to say, Hey, here's the deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have kids in school and I have kids in daycare and I'm the primary, you know, caregiver of these children because my husband is active duty. There's mm-hmm. things that he cannot miss and cannot, you know, throw to the wayside. So, and it was like, you know what? You're right. We never thought about it. What do you need? It yeah. was like, what do you need? It was like, this mm-hmm. is what I need. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what? That's excellent <laughs> leadership right there. What do you mm-hmm. need? Hey. What do you need? We'll adjust, you know, what do you need to do 
so that you could still provide a service for us, but yet feel like you're doing what you need to do for your family. So that was nice to be able to have that conversation. Yeah. yeah. And, and that speaks volumes. I mean, once, uh, and I'll give you my personal experience, once COVID set in, was starting to set in and schools were starting to close down, of course I serve as an educator. And so I remember yes. sitting in the room and the schools were already closed. Thankfully I had a babysitter um, that came in for that day. However, oh. it was more in the lines of they're like, hey, you guys as educators are reporting in. And I'm like, okay, we're reporting in, but then schools are closed. And my thought was, well, what am I going to do with my children? You know, yeah. and of course, every, every workplace has different demographics, right? Mm -hmm. So some might mm -hmm. have school age kids, some can leave their kids at home, but mine, they can't be left at home alone. No. And so, and so that was just one of those weird moments where I sort of felt, I wouldn't say isolated, but sort of on my own, where it was yes. like, wow, no one else in here has school age children. Has this issue. Yes. No one else has this issue. Yes. So we're not talking about this issue because no one else has it. So that means I got to advocate for myself because I'm the one that's out here. I'm the one on different playing field than you guys. And so it's hard for you guys are not going to be able to, how I, basically how I sum it to them is you cannot tell me how to navigate this because you are not in my situation. Mm -hmm. So I have to tell you what I need in order to be able to navigate this yeah. and still be able to fulfill and be mentally okay with what's going on here. Like, yes. this is what I have to do. And if this is not going to work, then we're going to have to talk about another conversation. <laughs> yes. And then we have to have you know? another conversation. Yeah. And so, and what do you think made the difference for you? I think truly what made the difference for me was um, there were no other options. Hmm. My family is the priority always. Hmm. For me, there's no other options. There's hmm. no other scenario where my family cannot come first. And so that's what gave me just the strength and the just okay with myself to say, this is what I need. And this is the way it looks for me. And if you can't give that for me, then we have to have a different conversation because this is the only way that this is, I'm going to be able to be there for you guys in this current environment, this pandemic, plus do what I need to do for my family is if, if I'm able to do these things mm. and just being completely transparent and not being like, well, you know, forget you or forget this job, nothing like that. Just being transparent. Like this is my situation this is what I'm going through. This is how I feel about it. This is the plan I have for these feelings and my situation. Can you support that? Hmm. And if you can't support that, come to me with another solution. Hmm. And maybe I haven't thought about it in a different way. And maybe, you know, there's another way that we can make this whole thing be okay and be cohesive. But for me, it was, I need to be able to come in late on certain days to make sure my child gets to school. And that, that was it, you know, cause my husband is able to leave early. It was, it was one of those give or take things. Hey, either I can come in an hour late or I can leave three hours early twice <laughs> a week. Yeah. And, and telework, you know, those three hours, or I could just come in an hour late and then stay an hour late on the back end to accommodate yeah. this. And it was like, whatever you want to do. And if you need to adjust that, just let us know. Yes. And I think that that is, I think that's great to hear, right? First mm -hmm. of all, you have your priorities. So I had an interview yeah. last week and um, she, works, uh, she works and deals with a lot in workforce development. And from mm -hmm. what she was sharing, the importance, especially if you're working virtually or remote, hey, there are certain boundaries. And I think there's boundaries yes. even with work. 
And oh, I, for sure. And I really think there's going to be a shift in thinking when it comes to work. Um, it has the to traditional, be. you can work nine to five, but you don't have to necessarily be in the office. In the office. Oh, right? for sure. Because even um, I was just speaking to my mother, who's a civilian as well, and she is a civilian um, at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. So just for our listeners who might not know, what oh, do you mean oh, by yes. being a civilian? So my, my mother and I myself, I'm a civilian, which means that we are GS employees. We work for the government, um, okay. civil service, civil service. So um, that is what we do. Okay. And my mother is as well. And she works, she works on the Air Force Base at Wright-Patterson as a civil servant. And, but she, they are completely teleworking. And she has been wow. completely teleworking since the pandemic began wow. in March. Yep. And, and they just got orders that it will be extended. So for her, so for me, I feel like that's awesome. You know, you can do what you need to do this and other, but also for her, it's hard because she, she is older and her children are grown and she is there in Ohio by herself. And so the interaction that she was getting on a day-to-day basis with her employees, she's not getting that anymore. I mean, she's doing this type of thing here, Zoom meeting check-ins with folks it's once a week. Same. It's not the same as sitting down and being looking at someone's face and being able to hug them and say, how are you doing? And, you know, yes. it's definitely not the same. And so for that, she is having a hard time with, but she's navigating, she's managing, but it shows that it can be done. Hmm. It can be done. You can, I mean, you don't have to be in the office because she's absolutely still very busy doing her job I'm pretty sure yes 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 so so, yeah I mean I think there's a lot that we have learned about our workforce just in the last I don't know six to seven months so oh yes I think that that is going to be used to sort of jumpstart because these were trends that were already happening right because Mm -hmm. slowly Yes, slowly, but I believe um, COVID-19 sort of accelerated it a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I really believe that there is going to be flexibility. There has to be. There has to be. This is is different. We've never dealt with this. And I think there's no wrong way to handle it. There's no wrong way to navigate how you can take care of your family, but also take care of your career at the same time. There's no wrong way, but I think that what will make this work is employers have to recognize that it's not cookie cutter yeah it's not cookie cutter and this thing may work for this person but for this person over here it looks way different and i think employers employers have to be flexible and employees have to understand the employer's position as well because at the end of the day they still want a product yes Hmm. they still want a service they still want a service to be provided they still want a product at the end of the day which is fine, but I think it's just going to take a lot more communication, which normally you don't feel empowered to go to your employer and say, I need to be off on these days and these times, you know, because of my family situation. And, you know, employers will be like, well, well, find somebody else to replace. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, uh, and quite frankly, I'm sure that there are many women who had to make, make that decision. Right. I absolutely women and men. To. How about women, women and men? men? We're not even mm-hmm. going to say just women. Parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and families also, who are taking care of those who are older or elderly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then you have to think of for those dual income households where everyone is working, both parents are working. Now we're all at home. 
Hmm. We're all trying to work. So my (laughs) husband needs a workstation. I need a workstation, but we're all at home. So all of the children are at home too. So it's like, okay, we still have to make sure that they get logged on for their online learning. We still have a one-year-old running around who runs everything, who dictates exactly what we will be doing during our day. But you have a meeting at this time. I have a meeting at this time. Okay, what, what can we do? Do you have to be in your meeting or can someone, you know, be there for you so that you can do this thing for them? Or, you know, there's a lot of that kind of conversation happening too in my home where my husband has to do kind of rock, paper, scissors. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay I need you to get them logged on for school today because I have a meeting at this time you know it's a lot of give and take it's a lot of give and take and it could be that could be stressful too yeah and I mean and and just from listening to your conversation it's very clear you have a very supportive spouse and I know yes I do supportive spouse makes the world of a difference in the The world of difference oh yes yes Yes. world of difference because if if the expectation was that I was the primary caregiver for the children always which I am the primary caregiver for the children just because my husband is active duty so I have a little bit more wiggle room but but he does a lot he does a lot to make sure that I can still do the things I want and need to do Mm -hmm. but if the expectation was that during my teleworking days that I was teleworking and still having to manage these three children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pulling my hair out. It'd be impossible. I feel like it's enough to drive you out of the house. <laughs> it'd be impossible. Oh yes. It, it'd be impossible. It, it would be impossible. So as we begin to wrap up the interview, um, could you tell ultimately, and maybe I asked this already, but <laughs> what, what, oh, well, I already asked you what different or what made the difference for you, but also um, what would you suggest for mothers who are considering right now, particularly mothers or parents that are considering leaving the workforce? What would be your suggestions? Have a conversation first. Have a conversation first. I think that it truly, sometimes we can, like in this pandemic, we can be emotional about it. It's like, you know, I don't want to expose my kids. I don't want to expose my family. I don't want COVID to come here. I I just need to be home with my children. But have an honest conversation with yourself about what will that look like for you then if you choose, because for myself, leaving the workforce was just not an option Mm. for for myself, Mm -hmm. for my well-being as a woman. I enjoy going to work every day and I enjoy supporting the mission. I enjoy my role that I have in supporting the mission. And I absolutely love my children and I love my husband. But for me as a woman, Hmm. because that's what I am first and first and primary, I'm a woman. I like to work. (laughs) I like to have, you know what? It's okay to say that. Yeah. And I think that the, the biggest thing is you have to have an honest conversation with yourself what will that look like for me down the road, emotionally, mentally, physically, because COVID, I mean, I think we all got the COVID-10, COVID-15 that we've added. (laughs) I think we all got it. But what does it look like for you if you were to leave your workforce and what does it look like for your family? Mm -hmm. I mean, if you can do it financially and it's not something that you love, if you don't like to do it anyway, well then forget it. No second thoughts. But a lot of people, the work for a lot of us is not about, the finances. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm blessed to be able to feel like if I wanted to quit my job, I could quit my job, but I don't want to quit my job. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the workforce. I enjoy working. So 
just having that honest conversation with yourself, what it would look, look like if I left my, my position. And then if it's, oh, I really don't want to leave it, well, then have that honest conversation with your supervisor, with your boss. Like, what kind of adjustments can you make to your workday? Can you telework more? You know, come into the office maybe twice a week, three times a week, you know, so that you can have that kind of a balance. Because if I need to telework, I just telework. Hmm. But I like to be in the office. I like to go Look, to my you office. It, you admitted it, yeah. And some other mothers have admitted it to me too. I, I get so much done. I feel great. <laughs> I get my children off to where they need to go. And then I go, go off in. <laughs> go in and I leave my workday right there. What I feel when I'm working from home is that I don't leave my workday at the end of my workday. It's seven o'clock and I'm logging on, checking my email just in case. You just have to really, really have a hard conversation with yourself on what will that look like for, for me? What will it look like for me if I, if I just left that? And it's all about having those honest conversations with yourself, with your spouse, with your employer. Mm. I just feel like we need to have more of those honest conversations about what we need as employees. Because mm. a lot of times we feel afraid that we're going to get in trouble or reprimanded or lose our jobs if we have those honest conversations. But I just don't think that's the climate that we're in anymore. Mm. I think employers are more flexible to what we need as employees because they want to keep us. Mm. They want to keep us right now. It's, it's hard to find qualified folks to, to fill these positions that you're letting go because COVID has put a stop to, you know, all kinds of things, trainings and yeah, training opportunities, education opportunities. And it's like, having those honest conversations about what that support looks like from your perspective and from your employer to you mm. and what you're willing to give too. don't come with complaints. Make sure you have solutions for what those things will look like for you. I think that makes a big difference too. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, Francis Johnson, thank you so much for taking the time just to speak with us about this. I thank you for having so, me. Yes, there are so many key points that you're like bringing out that I'm sure many working Listen. parents they will hear, understand, identify with, and be able we to- We are all in this struggle together. Yes, <laughs> we are. And we're hoping we, we can hope towards the future for, hey, better solutions. Yes, so, come with solutions. Let's figure this out. This is new for all of us. We're yes. just trying to figure it out. Yes. So thank you again. Yes. Thank you for listening to our recent episode. I would love to hear feedback from you. You can send an email to info at takejoyandlearning.com. I look forward to hearing from you.